0: when i woke up this morning i was feeling
1: pretty dangerous welcome back to draft vice it is draft vice i am walter this is ricky if you remember ricky he's done a lot of things on the draft vice um it's uh the off season we are coming up on uh the conference championship games but when this airs that it have already happened we'll either know who's in the super bowl probably the 49ers or the or the 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 Packers or the Titans or the Chiefs one of those four right that is how it works yes or two of those four sorry numbers right yeah I you know it's not like the Browns are gonna show up no they're not you're gonna have these like sleeper Ever. candidates ouch ouch you know I like Stefanski I haven't done my Stefanski brag yet on this show it's not the worst move no I, I actually thought it was a good hire um but we're not here to talk about the Browns and Stefanski and all the Minnesota people uh we are here to talk about today we are doing a look forward 2020 folks looking forward and we are looking forward for the broncos and we uh, have an inside uh guest on the broncos track that means i'm a fan he's a fan he likes the he likes the broncos the denver folk and then we also are going to talk about the detroit lions uh i don't know any fans of the detroit lions uh they're on the twitter i heard or I, maybe they're still on the myspace It's hard to get them into the the conference room. They're just like, ah, you know, we're in Detroit and we don't, there's not really a lot of Detroit fans in New York. So uh, yeah, we had a hard time getting some Detroit Lions fans, but we are going to talk about them, right? Mr. Patricia hanging on for his dear life in the, the Lion, in the Motor City, if you will. So, let's go into the Broncos, because we got a Broncos fan here. You guys have had some uh, coaching turnover. You guys have Vic Fangio just finished his first year as a head coach and got rid of his OC, got a new OC.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with Scarangelo, but I'm still okay with the move. It's one of those things where it's it's a slight improvement, and I think it's kind of uh, telling about where they feel about Drew Locke, because I think they're making this decision around the decision-making with regards to play calls that best suit his skill set. And I think Scarangelo was a bit conservative. I know you like to say that well, Pat is conservative. Off, right, right before we get into this,
1: Scarangelo sounds like a, like a form of gelato, right? Yeah, yeah
0: actually, it's, not a very good one, yeah, it's, but it's definitely no, a knockoff like brand. Treat. Yeah, yeah, well, meant to be tasty. Yeah, But he's really just an
1: offensive coordinator, maybe going to be demoted to QB coach or something,
0: wherever he's Well, going he's interviewing
1: now. with the Browns right now, so that just shows a demotion automatically. Um... But no, yeah, so they fired him, they picked up Pat Shermer. I think it's gonna I think Shula's gonna follow him over there to be his QB coach. So Shermer and Shula together again didn't go far this time. Uh but I I, I get what you're saying though, Shermer. Shermer at least has shown consistently consistently that he can call a good offense. And believe it or not, you know, I, I know I
0: look, I'm not you can't quote me directly on statistics and This is a poor sourcing that I'm doing right now, but I know that I've heard somewhere, I was reading something about how higher percentage of deep passes, deep shots, particularly on third down, kind of going for it, a little bit less of these short passes, that Scarangelo, they felt like they they weren't really taking the training wheels off of Drew. And the times when they did, he shined, but for whatever reason would kind of revert back to that style And with the weapons that they have, and, 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 you know, Cortland Sutton, uh, Tim Patrick, big playmaking receivers, we could talk a little bit about their draft strategy. I think one of them, they might be looking at a receiver, which might be another toy for them. But, and and Noah Fan, it it just, it it has all the makings to be an explosive offense. And I think Pat Shermer being a little more experienced, I think it's actually a good move for a young quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I actually thought Pat Shermer kind of got screwed out of New York. Like, let's be real, I don't think, him and Gettleman were not a good pairing, Um Probably the last time Schirmer's getting a head coaching gig at this point, right? You can't, I usually, you don't get three. Very few would ever do. And uh, I, I think landing with the Broncos, I think Vic Fangio goes, you know what? I don't have to worry about this guy leaving in two years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a real benefit because Scandirello, like, say he does take off, you're going to be having to worry about somebody picking him off your squad and make him a head coach. Yeah. And then he's going to fail. He's going to come back to you, going to be like, dude, I lost my job. Vic Fangio's like, I already got a new guy. I can't hire you, man. Yeah. So uh comes from that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. Uh he was actually the QB's coach in uh yep, San Francisco. In San Francisco, the rice uh team. So he uh I, I think that's why they're looking at him for Stefanski with the Browns. I know they're looking to kind of use that Kubiak scheme. I think he's gonna be more likely a QB's coach. I don't I don't know if he's going right back to O. C. Um just because I think there's some rumblings about... Now, I know he's interviewing for OC, but, you know, they say OC, and then he comes in, and they're like, yeah, I know you didn't do great there. You know, you want to come in? I think he's a backup guy. I think they're, like, waiting on him to see, mm-hmm. like, like for the Browns, they're like, if we can't get one of the those San Francisco kids or somebody from the Minnesota Vikings, like the, the Kubiaks, uh, we'll, we'll take you up on your offer. So I think that's the point of that interview process. So... Yeah, now you got Shermer. You guys got a lot of cap space. You got about sixty million in cap space. I said this the other day. Sixty-five million doesn't sound like a lot, and it's really not a lot. But you guys can clear up a little bit more if you get rid of Flacco. Joe, yeah, Flacco. But he's going to leave some dead cap, right? He's going to he's going to be about thirteen million in dead cap, but ten million in free space. So uh, take the free space while you got it, right? Yeah, you're
0: the numbers guy, so you know more about than Me, all I know is that it just seems like Denver every year doesn't have a lot of cap room. I don't know why. It's just been my perception. Uh, and so this year's a shocker that hey we could
1: actually clear up a little bit more.
0: When I saw the list, and again, I don't really always know what those mean, but they said that they were kind of at the top or, or closer to the top of the league, and like I'm sure how much top room they because
1: had. Sixty million doesn't sound like a lot.
0: Look, I don't know. I could be wrong, and I could be making stuff up. But there's up. been
1: years where we've had other teams that had over a hundred million. The Colts yeah. are like over a hundred million in cap space, so. Yeah, I look,
0: I, and I think that hopefully they'll make some moves, particularly on the offensive line. Uh, but I also would really like them to bring back a lot of the guys that they have leaving, Yeah, done, particularly on defense, uh, which is where it seems like everyone's leaving from.
1: Yeah, you guys um, have Chris Harris leaving. You have uh, Justin Simmons leaving. Now, that's a guy they've spoken about. You said yeah. potentially... Uh, used one of the tags on him, the franchise tag, tag. There's been rumblings. In. I would
0: like to see him get a long-term deal because I think he's a real – he's been a nice, slow development into a superstar. He came in as a young athletic rookie uh, a couple years back, and he's really kind of taken a step each year. And now, I mean, pro football focus, I know we go back and forth on whether that's the best way to evaluate somebody, but he was their highest-rated safety for the year. So, I mean, he made plays. It rarely was he out of position – Good tackler for his kind of a slender frame. I mean, I, I've got nothing bad to say about
1: the guy. And, and I think it, he, it helps that he learns well under Kareem Jackson's there as, as, as a guide. And that seems to be a big part of Vic Fangio's defense is the safeties, right? Like you yeah. uh, we were saying before, Eddie Jackson in Chicago uh, was really good, had, his, had a great year there. And, and so. Adrian
0: Amos when he was there and they had... Exactly. So they
1: seem to go ahead and pull in guys and and do really well with uh, some safeties. And I feel like his scheme is built off the safeties. I, you know, so he's done really well with not great corners and really good safeties. So I think they keep Simmons. I think they're going to probably let Harris go. Harris it breaks is in, my heart. Harris is in his thirties. You were a big fan for years. This is actually the head of the Chris Harris yeah. fan club. Well, he came in as an undrafted free agent and just
0: like again, just like Simmons, got better every year. Wasn't talked about. Ridiculously good in the slot. Uh, could play outside, and he's done that in the past. And he started off really strong this year. I thought he was making a real case for getting re-signed. Um, back half of the season, not as good. He was forced into roles where you know he's, he, he had to be outside more, a lot of injuries to the corners. I know they're counting on Bryce Callahan coming back. Yeah. You know, he never really got going. He, not, he never really got to play this season at all. So I think they kind of view Harris as somebody who might be expendable. And you know, I would like them to target a corner in the draft, uh, if not in the first round, definitely in the second. Um, I think we have some decent depth coming up in that draft. So yes, it's it would a be good nice draft
1: for uh, corners. Is uh, Fulton and Okuda are topping off the draft. Yeah, and there's also guys uh, like McKinney. Henderson, McKinney. Well, Xavier McKinney's a more right. of a, a, a safety. safety. Um There's, uh, as I said, Henderson. Wasn't ready for the pop quiz on all the no we don't we, on like we, but it, it's, Fulton we, I like uh, Fulton's had a lot of mixed uh, reviews on him I, I I actually know one guy who has Fulton ahead of Akuda I don't know if I really agree with that one I don't
0: either I I like both of them but I think there's a clear cut one It seems like there's a clear cut one for me every year Yeah and this is the one and for whatever reason it's just trading off between Ohio State and LSU It just seems to be the thing that happens They're just, They just produce these defensive backs that are ready to go and they can perform right away
1: yeah so i i think uh and and then again safety wise a good safety class too uh this year with delpit uh a couple of other ones I think that they're and, – and receiver, receiver this year, folks. I mean, I, we've talked about it a dozen times. We'll be talking about it all year about the receivers. Just And that seems to be a position you guys are talking about. If you're going to stick with Drew Locke, I think they're going to try to get him some weapons, right? Yeah, I would like to see
0: them target, or I wouldn't be upset if they were targeting Henry Ruggs, you know, where they're picking. Speed threat. Speed threat, compliment to Sutton. Sutton's more of the big target. You know, and I like that that pushes Deshaun Hamilton into the slot where I think he shines. And he finally started to come along and understand route running, which was what they were hoping for. And he started to, he dropped less passes as the season went on. So you keep him inside, you get a deep threat outside. You know, maybe it takes some of the coverage or the attention off of Sutton. You combine that with Fant, who hopefully can get lined up right this year. That would be, I, I can't, as a fan, I'm excited. But objectively, you have to say they have a pretty good nucleus right now, or at least a promising one. Yes. And look, Drew is got something. He's got something beyond his play. People like him. His players like him. He's got some sort of swagger. He's rapping. He's doing everything he can on the sidelines. He's got I a like... cannon for an arm. Yeah. yeah. He
1: hits a player. He could hit a player in the head with a with a football. Yeah. He, and he do that very accurately. Yeah, it's usually Fant, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Fant. I, I'm, I'm like I actually liked what I saw from Fant this year. He's he's shown that I'm actually kind of excited to see what that player does. Athletic, uh, not as built as much for, uh, not as refined as Hawkinson coming out. But then again, actually he kind of had a more successful year than Hawkinson. And his blocking
0: was, was a lot better than I think people anticipated. You know, he 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 was in and out.
1: But they were they were starting him on first down, second down, third down, very early on. Well, you know, he reminds me <clears> of this was David Njoku. like guys who are like, oh, that guy might be a little have a little bit of a problem blocking, but he can do it efficiently enough where you you have to respect him as a blocker.
0: I think they looked at it; it was going to be one of his big weaknesses, and it was really they thought he was going to be like an Evan Ingram, where he's basically a yeah. big wide receiver. The bar was so low that I think his ah. play wasn't, you know, it, it made it look a lot better than it was. But, yeah. you know, So I think that he erased at least some of those questions where it was going to be a complete liability. But, you know, I, and look, they have a lot of people leaving on defense, as they say. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, they got Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf. Derek wolf has got a lot of injuries. Uh, he's a stud. I would like to keep him. I know he wants to retire as a Bronco. He said it before. Um, bit on the older side, too. Bit on the older side. Shelby Harris showed a lot of promise, not particularly a nose tackle, but when he was put back at defensive end. Um, he made plays. I mean, he bats balls down in prime time, interceptions. This is a guy that you wouldn't expect and he's been playing really well. Another guy that kind of came out of nowhere and with the uh, emergence of Draymond Jones later in the season and it, there's there's reason to believe that someone like Derek Wolf might be expendable. I would like to see oh, them I, bring I think him back.
1: absolutely, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just going to, like, Derek Wolf was actually not bad at, at, as a, a pass rusher a little bit. It would give you a little bit of push on the inside. Um, but I, I think that like what you're saying, you have Har- You want to re-sign Harris. <clears throat> you have uh, Draymond Jones, and not only that, but your outside guys. You got Bradley Chubb who's going to be coming yeah. back off an ACL. You got Von Miller who is still an elite talent in the NFL. Uh, <clears throat> I- I- and Vic Fangio's coached up this defense really well. Like it started out the year like it was kind of not doing great, and then it like it got a lot better by the end of the year. Like when that the- became an elite defense, uh, not elite, but it's it's in that it's
0: getting there. Especially at the back end of the year, it was very difficult to score on them in the red zone. In fact, they were one of the top uh, red zone defenses all year. That's where they really buckled down and kept people out. I, I uh, think that was one of those games that cost Freddie Kitchens his job. Probably, yeah. And it, yeah, and and I think what was also smart was when Bradley Chubb went down, they went and and, and replaced. They signed uh, Jeremiah Tachu. Yes, who ended up playing really well for them. And another free agent that that's coming
1: up on your roster.
0: Yeah, you wonder if they're going to bring him back or if he was kind of a. Uh, you know, a band-aid for the time, but I would like to see them hopefully extend him. Um, but, you, gotta, you know, but if you have Chubb coming back and you're probably going to, you're probably going to draft more pass rushers. You can never have enough pass rushers. DeMarcus Walker's kind of a hybrid and he's shown flashes. He's shown not some good things either, but you know, I think he's come, he's improved more so than last year. So I think, I think they're in a good place. And then in the safeties, I believe Will Parks is also a free agent. I I, I could be wrong about that, but I think him Mm -hmm. and Simmons are leaving, and I remember them talking about that being an issue. It'd be nice for them to bring him back, but I could see him also going somewhere where he can compete for a starting job. If he's in Denver, um, I don't know that that's going to be on the table right away because Kareem Jackson seems to be sticking around for a little bit.
1: He's got a hefty contract. They're not getting rid of him this year. He's got a lot of guarantees left on it. Um, what what do you think is like the biggest weakness as far as this team goes? Is it the offense? Is it just the weaponry? Is it the? Uh, is there any weaknesses on defense, like a linebacker potentially? Or
0: so their middle linebacker, Alexander Johnson, kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, played really well. Especially, you know, I forget which when they started and probably against Tennessee. You know, when they shut them out, sixteen nothing. So Denver has had games this year, yeah, where they beat really top contenders. They beat the snot out of the Texans. They played the Packers tough. They played the Vikings tough. You know, they surprised a lot of people. But a lot of that had to do with this switch to Alexander Johnson in the middle. You know, they were going with. Um, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the middle linebacker is white. We'll figure that out at certain some point. But they kind of switched him in and out. Mm-hmm. He wasn't—he was getting blown off the ball. He was a good—he was good in coverage, but it was—it was difficult. Alexander Johnson is just a—he's really been a uh, all-around good linebacker. Yeah, they, they lucked out. Maybe it's mid-Fangio's system. Maybe it's something he saw in him early. But I, so I think that maybe another linebacker to complement him. I also think their line could use a little bit of help. I think it's always good to add another lineman. So if they went in the first round, it's corner, receiver, or
1: lineman. I'd yeah. be okay. Yeah. You also have a Connor McGovern, the guy who's playing your center yep. this year, who's up as a free agent too. Yes. That's a, a that's really a big worry in my head as they resign him. Now I don't know how well he necessarily played, but if you, you know, last year you guys lost he, Paradise, yeah. and now you have McGovern, and uh, you know Leary's coming up on an option year on his contract, and you know, he's never really played. Center. He's he's been more of a guard. He didn't. He played well last year. A, he did. a year ago, he had injury issues with you guys. Um, yeah. I think that's another thing too. Our offensive line hasn't been that healthy. Um, oh, what's it called? You guys pay. You paid a boatload for Jawan James, and he barely played for you guys know, this year.
0: I know. I know. He barely played, and you know we had inconsistent play from Bowles. But see, the thing with Bowles is when he's on, he's on. Yeah. And when he's off, he's putting people in chokeholds and getting past. Like I, I think he was the most penalized left tackle this year by far. You know, I, I I just wish he would. I think it's got to be the fundamentals. He 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 gets away from his technique, relies on athletic, his athleticism too much, and he needs to buckle down. And Fangio even said, yeah, I, I like Fangio. Kind of reminds me of Belichick in some ways. Very attention to detail, but also very blunt in mm-hmm. the media. He said sometimes Bowles plays with more confidence than is warranted, <laughs> which is which is absolutely true. And uh, he carries himself that way, which is both good and bad. But I also think that if he can get it together, and Dalton Reasoner has been a, a
1: a really good pick. I could not be happier with him. Yeah, I think was that, a, would, that was a favorite of mine last year in the the draft.
0: Yes, I think they could also benefit from another running back uh, to complement Lindsay.
1: I don't think Freeman has, uh, has really lived his, up to
0: his potential. Yeah,
1: uh, he had a lot of carries at Oregon. Like he, it was like four billion or something yeah, yeah, and counting uh he's just you know he's a little sluggish came in as a senior running back and reminded me of Monty Ball you know when they had him it just, just couldn't get going well some people thought he was going to be like the Kareem Hunt of the Broncos when yeah, he came yeah. out and he's kind of been more of the Garrett Blunt of the Broncos yes so like yeah all right like yeah he can maybe like get, and it doesn't help that there's also a guy who's like blitzing fast right next to you it's like well yeah. we're gonna stick this this tiny dude who can run like four three and just go right up the field when we have
0: a hole. But you get you you know, and you know, Devontae Freeman is just kind of a situational guy. He knows the blocking schemes. That's why sometimes they put him in on third down. But I I would like them to get another running back to take you don't want Lindsay taking shots all the time he just had a follow-up oh, yeah, a surgery dude. you know he gets
1: injured it, it's you know also a good draft to be fresh. getting a running back like there's oh, a yeah. lot of good running backs in this draft uh, unfortunately Travis Etienne not coming out this year I know that and was I really like what I saw from him and I was really hoping maybe he would be somebody that would jump throw his hat in the ring but uh yeah I had a I had a conversation with Lance Zerline on Twitter about uh whether not not like I actually don't I, I don't say like I'm not taking any shots against the guy from not wanting to for going back but i I was just making a comment as far as the uh, the the, some players go back and to get the insurance policy. Right. Go to Lloyd's to London and they'd be like, hey, I uh, I tore my ACL. It caused my draft stock to drop. And uh, the problem with that is, is that it's insurance. So insurance companies make money by delaying and denying coverage a lot of the time. Like, and, and, you know, they also make money from the fact that, hey, if we get 30 people to pay their premiums and only one collects, like we, we win out. Right. But, you know. They're money-making operations insurance companies. And uh, it actually happened with Marquise Lee a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know, he tore his ACL at USC, came out, dropped to the second round, and he was, I guess, the year before projected to be a first-round pick, mm-hmm. or, or that year was expected to be a first-round pick, dropped to the second round, tried to sue Lloyds of London, and they denied the coverage, and he had to file suit against them because... Uh, uh, because uh, because they wouldn't pay up, so this is what happens. You get stuck suing them. You have to hire a lawyer. I don't know where you get one of those. And then um, he ended up. And then they had to go ahead and fight it out in court. They're saying, oh, he didn't disclose an underlying condition. And he's saying, like, dude, what the hell? And then you know, there's other factors that come into it. You know, did this guy's stock drop? You know, naturally, was it just a big draft class. He only fell to the second round, not like the the fourth round. So. There's there's some factors that come into that, but dude, Travis Etienne, uh, more power to him. Was excited mm-hmm. to see him coming out. There's a lot of other guys though, J.K. Dobbins, right? Oh yeah. Oh dude, that guy's got that He's guy's explosive. fun. I think that's probably him and uh, him and DeAndre Swift, right? Yeah. Him and Swift are my two favorites. Those are my top two. Then it probably goes it would have been Etienne. I actually, like Alaire, uh, right? Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like Alaire over Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that Jonathan, might be a shocker, man.
0: Jonathan Taylor to me, he's got.
1: Don't get me wrong, he's got power and he's yes, he's got a, he's got a lot of oomph to him, but I think he's RB four for me, at, at least at this point. I, I and I think maybe because I'm a little bit more worried with the fumbling.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big thing because also you have to worry about opportunities. I mean I understand no matter where you get drafted, uh, you fumble, you're in the doghouse, and you need reps, reps and reps and reps and you know if if, that, if that's going to happen early on in his career. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and, well, and we've seen it happen with running backs. Like uh, You guys remember Matt Jones? Probably not because <laughs> he's no longer playing in the NFL. Why? Because he fumbled a lot. So mm-hmm. you fumble, you lose your job, uh, especially depending on what, what place you get sent to. You know, Kareem Hunt never fumbled when he was in college, fumbled one time in the NFL, didn't fumble again for like three years. Yeah. But key point: never fumbled in
0: college, so they're more likely to give you those chances again. Yeah, if you're coming in with questions of fumbling, and then you
1: continue to have those issues, well, that's the thing that transfers a lot into the NFL. A lot of guys who fumbled a lot in college fumble more in the fumble more than the people who didn't fumble in college. Oh, yeah.
0: That was a concern about Adrian Peterson, but he was just such a stud that there yeah, was so many. You
1: know, there's ex- exceptions to the rule. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good running backs. a lot of good second round, third round running backs so, I which would be perfect. I like a lair. <laughs> I like dude, i I love a lair man. yeah, that wouldn't be a bad move for them. Ray rice kind of guy uh probably won't be like picked in the top of the second, probably will be at towards the the end of the second third round. depends on actually when these running backs go, mm-hmm. right depends on uh you know guys at the you know end of the first round teams might go, hey, you know what? We're into the first round. We get a fifth-year option on these guys, yeah. so maybe a team that uh, maybe is losing their running backs or doesn't have anybody special, Baltimore Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. That's a team I could see taking a running back early. But second round, you might go. You know what? We could have like the next Ray Rice on our team. We could have like the hopefully he doesn't hit anybody. But we have like the next Ray Rice on our team, yeah, or nice. the next uh, Adrian Peterson, or the next Nick Chubb, uh, or who's uh, another second round Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't hit anybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, running back, it does look like it's a that might be a need for you guys. A lot of weapons, kind of. Mm-hmm. Is, he gives you weapons. You just want to build around weapons. a young quarterback. It's and guys, you also have a defensive-minded head coach. So, he, yeah. he should be able to figure out. Which is why I think
0: Petr Shermer makes sense, too. You have an experienced guy, experienced offensive guy, to help with the development. You know, if you have Scarangello, it's almost like they're figuring this out together. Yeah. You know, they're both young. You know, and Not saying it can't work, but with Fangio being older school – and him being all concerned about the defense and maybe he didn't agree with a lot of Scarangello's calls. There's kinda of some reports that they were kinda of questioning each other's calls during the season. It seems to be a good move that's just gonna help this kid take the next step. And I do think they're planning on sticking with him for the future.
1: Yeah, and Shermer I, I think I've never seen Shermer with a quarterback with this kind of arm, too. Like if you right. think about it. If you think about
0: his conservative play, maybe that he's playing to what his quarterback can do.
1: Colt McCoy, right? Then he was in you know, he was uh, he was with uh
0: He had Case Keenum,
1: didn't he? Chip. He was with Chip. Well, yeah, he had Case Keenum in Minnesota and Bradford in Minnesota, but he was with Chip Kelly down with the Eagles, came up to Minnesota, hung out with some Bradford and uh, Case Keenum times. But, uh, like, a lot of guys who really aren't known for the deep, you know, having the strongest arm in the world, and also not the greatest offensive lines in the world. Well, when he was at the Eagles, he wasn't really the OC. But with uh, Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota's offensive line has been a problem.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes
1: I think that's a smart coach. You know, you – just because of what he's called there
0: might be a reason for it you know what what do you do with an offensive line you get the ball out of your hands quick yeah. you know so this is your short passes they think it's conservative you know it's you don't have time to set up the deep pass all the time you know you got uh or you, you gotta got to run some, a lot more
1: play action to get that yes, deep pass yes cover up so. the liabilities yeah um any like last thoughts on the broncos before we move on to the lions
0: no i'm excited i listen
1: any free back. agents that you're looking home, like looking forward to? Any guys that you're like thinking maybe like this guy could land up with this team, or you think it's going to be a lot more re-signing your own and trying to maintain the status quo? I would like to re-sign our own. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed
0: another running back in free agency too to compete for it. Cause I, you know, I don't know if they really want. The crew they have going in minus Lindsey. I think they can build on that yeah. both in the draft and free agency. And I do think that, you know, maybe it's a veteran guy. Maybe it's an older guy that, like, mm-hmm. you know, wants another chance. Um, maybe that's just somebody to take carries, goal line carries, or, or whatever it is. Definitely want to look into offensive line. I don't really care who, but depth would be nice. But uh, isn't.
1: Byron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Corner from, would... from the Cowboys would be an interesting pickup for you guys. Yes, it would. Especially if they decide younger than harris and like you know okay like hey we're trading trade to a younger more athletic dude who can play a little bit more of a mix and match of zone and uh, man concepts played safety a bit
0: and that'll inform how they approach uh the draft if they sign someone like byron jones maybe they're looking at a corner later in the draft and maybe they go for someone like henry ruggs right off the bat
1: yeah i think i think they have some guys they need to keep of their own I think there's uh, a couple of interesting – There's a lot of cor- cornerback is an interesting year for free agency this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron Jones being the, the one of the top of the cornerback guys, obviously Harris as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a lot of uh, you know Janoris Jenkins might get cut from uh, yeah. the Saints after that late like pickup for him, or maybe they stick with him and then they let Eli Apple walk. But it, uh, there's going to be a lot of. Uh, this year is going to be an interesting year for cornerback and free agency. I can't wait to do the real free agency preview and just go do the breakdown like the the week or two before yeah. uh, free agency hits. That'll probably be right after the draft. So uh, not the draft. The drafts bunch. But uh, right before, right around uh, what's it called what's the the underwear Olympics? The combine. The combine. There we go. We got the combine coming up, and we also got the Super Bowls coming up, yeah. uh, and, and the and that other bowl that they do with the the players that are supposedly good in the NFL, the Pro Bowl. Yeah,
0: all of a sudden, going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, let's talk about the Lions. Mac Patricia had a lot of turnover in his staff. Man. man, ten assistants in in two years. Like, and I think it's going more. I think he's actually had more assistants since I said that. Uh, since I wrote down that note, so he might be into like the the mid teens. That's not a good sign. Like yeah. that's a that's a quick sign that you are not doing well as a head coach is when you have a high turnover assistance he on your. Seems staff. like an intense guy too. So
0: maybe it's just something where he's. I thought he'd be such a cool
1: with. guy to have as a head coach.
0: He's probably one of those guys, that's super obsessive, super smart. You know, he's a numbers guy. He wants to get things done. He probably is a worker, worker, worker. Maybe I, it doesn't gel with other people. Maybe he's uh too demanding.
1: I don't know. I don't I can't pretend to know what's going on. Maybe he's just doors. trying to do his best Bill Belichick impression. And that could does not it. work, folks. No. You can't do an impression of Bill Belichick and hope it runs a whole team. It does. You could just do an impression of Bill Belichick and hope it gets you a job. Yes. Um but I, what I think is, is this team actually looked competitive for about three games this year, right? Maybe yep. four. And then everybody started dying. Like Matt Stafford got injured. Well, that you, you lose your quarterback,
0: you lose your season for the most part, right? I mean, it's yeah,
1: that was that was rough. Um, they did sign Trey Flowers in free agency last year. I I didn't see enough coming from them as far as like what they were getting out of out of uh, Trey Flowers. But again, they had a lot of uh, like I said, they had a lot of injuries. Their back end was just leaking. Like I, I, not for nothing, their defense has not been great. Right. right? Last two years, defense has been. Blah, blah, blah. It's been. Blah. Offense has been fine. And they're wasting such even talent they didn't at the cornerback position.
0: They're wasting talent with Darius Slay. Yeah. I mean, they he's tra- playing
1: really well. But and everybody tra- else is playing like garbage. Yeah. And they trade away uh, Glover Quinn over to this, uh, the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. So and that also didn't sit well with a lot of the people on the team. So, right. you know, good thing is drafting high, you might get a couple of uh, defensive weapons in this draft. Uh, we might have uh, hinted at a guy named Okuda one of the potential picks up at three. they got a couple of options at three. We'll talk about that. Um Lions also happen to have uh, only about like forty three thousand in cap space, but like and a lot of the, they don't really have a lot of things they could free up with the cap space, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, you know, like the Broncos could free up about ten million from getting rid of uh, Flacco or if they uh, don't exercise Leary's option, that's another eight million um with this situation it's a lot of guys who are on that team who contribute like ricky wagner marvin jones like not for nothing slay slay like all their actually like all their big contracts are tied up with like good guys so this is a team that should be doing better probably will next year hopefully if stafford stays healthy you would have to That gives them at least
0: three more wins. (laughs) But when you lose your quarterback, you lose everything. In my opinion, unless you have a young stud that you've been waiting to use, you know, where it's actually a better move. Yeah. But if you have somebody that's look, Stafford's proven he can put up numbers. Stafford's proven he's not a bad quarterback. Stafford's proven he's a competitor. I'm not saying he's going to be at this point in his career, you know, chasing Super Bowls right off the bat. But you can have a pretty solid season with Matt Stafford under center. I mean, he's at
1: least as good, if not better, than Matt Ryan. Right. Agreed. Yeah, So, and we saw Matt Ryan get to a Super Bowl. It should not be, like, infeasible for Stafford to get to a Super Bowl. So, right. with that being said, um, can, like they can clear up some cap space and get rid of Damon Harrison, right, snacks, traded for him. It would leave a little bit of a dead cap. But, like, if they got rid of him, they got rid of Marvin Jones, I don't know why you get rid of Marvin Jones. It seems like your offensive weapons are doing you well. Keep as many of them as you can. Uh, Devin Kennard actually played really well for him this year, right? A uh, mm-hmm. linebacker yep. used to be on uh, those New York Giants. Yep. And, uh, just you know, so there's, like, some ways that they clear up some cap. But, again, like I don't see them making a run at a lot of guys. Like, they have Mike Daniels leaving. Okay, like, you Do you know, think they would bring him back? I, I feel don't think like he did anything the... for them. Like, no, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe, that, look, hey,
0: maybe Green Bay was onto to something. I remember we questioned it in the beginning of the year.
1: But, you know, sometimes you see that cliff yeah. that they're at. You know? And injuries pop right. up and you know, things happen and you go, You know what? Uh it didn't work this time. Like I was wondering where Muhammad Wilkerson was this year. Like <laughs> remember that guy? Yeah. What? Well mm. like same draft class as Von Miller, yet no. I, I've not heard a word or a peep or a uh, a shekel out of that guy. Sometimes well, that's what happens. Except happened. he got a DUI in New
0: York. That's when you hear about him. He's just trying to keep himself in the headlines. Yeah, yeah, he got but a DUI a look, couple months I, ago. I mean, hey, the jets drafted him. That's usually a red flag, right?
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, i mean if you need a d end who also has a dui you can call mo wilkerson
0: they actually wouldn't hate it if the broncos took a run on him to be honest.
1: right like he yeah, again this depth as depth you know
0: it's not like you need him to be your your go-to guy they have guys but if you're letting guys like Derek wolf walk why not yeah not that we need to dip back into denver we can stick with detroit and detroit obviously they have i mean some guys leaving and you said you want to keep the receivers intact do you think they try to resign danny Amendola?
1: That's an interesting one. He's dude. He's like 39 years old. He's literally 34 years but old. But he
0: was really productive when he was in.
1: Yeah, he when he was healthy. Yeah. Well, that's always been the problem with Amendola, right? He's he's never always been healthy. He um. But he he's a good slot player. I uh. It depends on the contract. I think that's a guy who they can get relatively cheap to come back. And be their slot guy, and you know if you keep him, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. like I said, dude, that offense. Galladay is a monster. Yeah, we Galladay's monster. just glossed a monster. over him.
0: I mean, that's a really good draft pick for them. But yeah, they, well,
1: I think they have to re-sign Galladay. That's the long run. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah. what you got to do. That's a plan you got to start putting into place. Even at the expense of him. other
0: players, even at the expense of other receivers, you have to get him back. He is a top tier wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's why they don't spend money on uh on Danny uh Danny Amendola. But uh, another guy who they, they might want to look into re-signing is Glasgow, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Graham yep. Glasgow,
1: yep. he's a guard slash center for them. Uh, you know, they swapped him around a rag now a little bit. But, again, that offensive line is actually – it was a strength for a little bit of that team, and it looks like it still can be going into the future.
0: Which is important when you worry about Matt Stafford's health.
1: And also just being an efficient offense. Yes. Right? So – Keep the keep a guy who could play guard or center, who's played relatively well at guard this year. We also glossed over the fact that, like, Kerryon Johnson, I mean... He, he got injured. He, this was
0: supposed to be his year. You know, this was supposed to be his prime year to kind of break out. Yeah. He didn't really get, that, get any momentum going.
1: Two years in a row, he's ended on injury. Uh, I think... Do you think that's another team that needs to look at a running back in the draft? Unfortunately. Like unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they've
0: missed on some running backs, you know, in the past. I mean, not, like, super high you know, draft picks, but when you're looking at guys taking guys like Amir Abdullah and you're taking guys like Kerryon Johnson, I'm not saying it's over for him. Yeah. But if he has another year where he can't stay healthy, you know...
1: Uh, so, yeah, but I think both of these teams, went over the Broncos and went over the Lions, I don't think they're going a lot outside of their organization this year, right? Maybe I think it's guys that they're re-signing. I mean, you, you also might think about guys that
0: maybe they've coached in the past. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, if Detroit... He was in New England. If there's guys
1: that are kind of leaving there, they might want to look into them. Devin McCourty. But uh, they seem to be okay with their safeties. That's why they got rid of Glover Quinn. So,
0: Where, where's Kyle Van Noy on his? Well, that was
1: the big guy on my list was Kyle Van Noy, right? Pass rusher. Because they, they don't seem to have a good outside pass rush.
0: He's a, he's Yeah, he's a surprisingly good, good player.
1: Yeah, he's he kind of plays both linebacker, edge, kind of that system they had up in New England. Very
0: smart can pick up the off uh, the defense
1: yes so it uh, knows the defense knows, knows the what, defense knows what he wants to and it's do. a complicated defense also used to be in detroit literally was where he was before he was in new england yeah so that's a guy who i think they could sign for a little bit of money uh to add to a piece to their to their defense and i think that might help at least is getting them some pass rush and i think they're going to probably want to look to the draft or corners like we said before Cuda would be perfect especially right? where
0: they're sitting i don't think it's too high
1: yeah, they're picking at three. I think there's only like a handful of guys you could look at at three, right? There's three, right? There are three guys I have at three. If I'm the Lions, I look at, right? Isaiah Simmons, right? Don't know if he's declared yet. Uh, I know the declarations were technically supposed to be in, but the list doesn't come out until Monday. Isaiah Simmons, weapon on the defense, right? Play safety, linebacker, corner, basically a beast. Chess piece. Guy who you would think, guy like Matt Patricia, would know how to use. Yep. Yeah. Good guy. And also... There's uh, some there's some proof that causing an issue for throwing in the middle of the defense is a lot it causes a lot bigger problems for an offense than say making them throw to the outside. Like making them throw to the outside actually is harder for an offense a lot of the time. Well, yeah, not everybody has that arm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, guy who would help uh, make the interior of the field a lot harder to deal with. Another guy, like we were saying before, Akuda, right? you got Akuda, you, uh, you got Coleman on the inside at slot and slay on the outside slay on the other side man that's a that's a sexy ass uh that's a sexy ass defense you can play all-man coverage you get jared davis back hopefully he actually you know and devin canard guys who could play some good coverage get your uh, hopefully get some maybe get some d tackles to go ahead and actually be able to clog up the run but uh that's a team that at least we, if they got those pieces together the def- because again like the offense played really well even when they didn't have stafford they had jeff driscoll yeah and he actually was kind of efficient on offense. Like well, you know, they almost beat the Packers. That's testament to their line. You know, I mean when you have time, you can make things happen. Yeah, and and scheming too. So uh I think this is Matt Patricia's last year. If he doesn't get them, at least the playoffs. Think about this. Jim Caldwell was there not too long ago, right? Right before yeah. Matt Patricia. They were doing a lot better with him. So although actually Matt Stafford statistically was doing a lot was a lot more efficient this year that uh, they they lost a lot of close games but they got to close it out man you gotta you gotta seal the deal you gotta seal the deal folks yes and uh patricia you're on the clock uh better make the right oh i had a third guy that i was thinking of talking about for uh them in the draft at number three yeah you only said two i did uh derrick brown
0: ah yeah the d lineman
1: yes d Lyman, Derek brown from auburn, auburn. yep that guy Auburn
0: with their D linemen every once in a while a couple years they come out they just yeah
1: way to go dude so they I don't always really work out but they definitely you know but that's a Matt Patricia kind of guy yeah right like yeah. good push from the interior could also kind of help stop the run kind of pairs up really well with a uh, Trey Flowers I don't know what they're doing with Snacks Harrison I don't know what they're gonna end up doing with that guy so Let's uh, say they let him go. Let him go or trade him for like a pick swap or something. Like Mm -hmm. do something with the guy. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that. That's a team that we might see a new head coach there next year if this doesn't work out. Yeah, I could see Kyle Van Noy being a good uh, guy that they get. My question about Van Noy
0: is: Are the Patriots really going to let him walk?
1: Sometimes they like to keep those veteran guys around,
0: especially. I mean, they'll they'll they like to keep little scraps here and there. Yeah. But there's guys that are like, you know, he's almost like they're rabel right now.
1: Or another guy, Jamie Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins had a good year in uh, New England this year. Yeah. Um,
0: I know he was high up on John Elway's list when they were drafting way back when. I know he was a guy that they've had on their radar. There's a lot of mutual, you know, Patriots seem to find those guys ad, that is admiration like, for him. Like they only work well in the Patriots. I know, you send him to Cleveland and it's like, what happened? Or or anywhere. Well, that, that's what I thought Amendola was going to be. Like, guys like that. I thought Amendola would just be another example. Like, what's Chris Hogan doing? I, I thought Amendola would be another example of, oh, he's only good in New England. And, you know, he's proven he can play outside that. You know, so so it doesn't always apply to everybody. But, you know, when you're talking about who might fit into specifically the defensive scheme that was run in New England, that Matt Patricia has... It makes sense for defensive players.
1: Yeah, you, you'd hope at least the guy who used to be the D coordinator in New England would know how to use those guys. Yes. So those are the Broncos. Those are the Lions. Uh, this is DraftVice. You can follow DraftVice at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at Brojo Death Punch, which is B R O J O, death and punch. Not and. There's no ampersand, nothing like that. It's just Brojo Death Punch and uh ricky yeah I, you'll just see me on another
0: podcast i'm sure and then he'll be on here that's, again that's where we can let it yeah let it die uh joe burrow for
1: president joe burrow i can't wait to watch like, this is, this is gonna be an interesting draft season joe burrow joe burrow to uh a... no herbert no oh,
0: herbert sherbert herbert. herbert he's out he's out can't wait for trevor lawrence next year baby who would you you
1: get a pick between trevor lawrence or, or burrow
0: Look right now, like so. I eventually, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I don't care that he didn't have the greatest game. Guy's a competitor. Guy's got a lot of talent. Guy carries himself well. He's, you know, done everything he can to show he's probably the best prospect since maybe John Elway. I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence. I don't care, and and I think it'll show next year. He's going to be just as hyped up as Joe Burrow. And look, the guy had one loss. That's his first loss in 25 games.
1: He plays in the ACC. Which is not really the hardest conference in the world.
0: Yeah, but like you see teams all the time slip up somewhere, and they yeah. don't. They take care of business. It's what good teams do. So, so basically, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, which is important, and they're beating the teams that they're supposed to be competitive with, with the exception of this past season. Yeah. I mean, they were looked unstoppable the year before as well. I mean, they answer those questions every year. You're right about the ACC. Yes. But, you know, you take care of business, and you get up for every single
1: game. So you're going to go with Sunshine from Remember the Titans? Yeah, I'm not going with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. All right. I'll take Coken. Culkin. Uh, he did really well against those guys in the first home alone. <laughs> honest, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I the past. I the future.